Welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. My name is Sister Andrew, and I am happy you are here with me today. I've been wanting to do a podcast about the topic I'm going to talk about today for a while, and I wasn't sure how to do it, and that is to talk about different saints who were known um, while they were on earth to to work in healing through the name of Jesus, so to be like instruments of Jesus' healing while on earth. And there are there are a great many different saints that you can find stories about. I mean, just in the Gospels, all of the disciples and everything, um, we know they went out and they did great things in the name of Jesus. And they healed people and, you know, lame walked and, and everything. And I know for me, sometimes I can think, well, that's from the biblical times. That's what Jesus did. But does it happen, you know, today? And I know that it does. But sometimes, sometimes for me to hear about these different saints, it's it's really helpful because some of them have lived very recently. They've been all throughout the history of the church. There have been saints that have continued the ministry of Jesus through the ministry of healing. You know, the ministry of Jesus encompasses lots of things. But since the topic of this podcast is Jesus heals, I figure we should talk about the saints that have worked through their intercession um, for healing. And two I want to talk about today um, are St. Andre Bisset, who was a Holy Cross brother, and then Blessed Solanus Casey, who was a Franciscan priest. And both of these saints ministered in North America, and they're both pretty recent in years. Um, in the last hundred years or so, they were alive, or a little more than a hundred years, but still, um, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, so, we know, too, that the saints are powerful intercessors for us, all of them. And I had another episode, a few episodes back, on the power of intercessory prayer, and that's real. Like, when I pray for you, or you pray for me, you know, we ask our friends, can you pray for this for me? And, and they intercede for us. And that's what the saints are. You know, people often kind of confuse our devotion to the saints as Catholics as something that isn't. People think that we honor saints like we honor God, and that's not it at all. Um, praise and honor and glory are only for God, but the saints intercede for us. And and it's beautiful, you know, to have these kind of holy friends, I think, of to intercede for us, to pray for us. And everybody in heaven is a saint, like everybody. And then we just know about some of them who have actually been officially canonized by the church. It's a process of becoming a saint in the church today. And that process does include like miracles happening through their intercession after the person has died, right? So like, you know, um, for example, like somebody has cancer, you often pray to St. Peregrine. He's known as the patron of cancer, of curing cancer. And, and healings have happened through his intercession. People have been cured of their cancer. And St. Peregrine lived centuries ago. He's not alive now. But through his intercession, through his prayers to the Lord, um, healings have happened after his death. And that's the same for all the saints. There have been miraculous things happening. But... There are stories of people that have been instruments of the Lord's miraculous healing while they were still alive. And two of these are St. Andre Bisset 
and blessed Solanus Casey. So Father Solanus Casey is not a saint yet. He's blessed, so that's one step away from being a saint. But both of these men um, have been kind of, I consider them kind of holy friends of mine for a while now. And both of them were very simple. When you, when you looked at them from the outside, you might not think there's anything special about them. They were both doorkeepers for their communities, what's called the porter. So it's a seemingly simple job. You're like a receptionist. <laughs> um, when people come to knock at the door of the, of the community house or the friary, um, you help them. So if they're there for an appointment with somebody else, if they're there because they're asking for food or for help in some way, you see how you can help them. You know, you take messages, whatever it, it may be, right? You're kind of the, the face of the community to the people that come and visit. And, and both of them weren't very strong in their health. And I'm going to talk about St. Andre Bessette first. And so he was a Holy Cross brother. So he wasn't a priest, he was a brother. And he was born in 1845 and had very little education. His parents died when he was young, I think 11 or 12 years old, I read. And he, and at that time, you didn't need to go to school for years and years, you would learn a trade and, you know, it was normal back in those times. So, yeah, and throughout his life, he did have, it said he had a strong faith and he had a very strong devotion to St. Joseph, which comes about later on. He also worked in the United States for a time when he was young, and then he went back to Canada, which is where he was from. And priests he knew encouraged him to, to consider a religious vocation. And a priest he knew sent him to the Brothers of the Holy Cross with a note that said, I am sending you a saint. But initially, the Brothers and Priests of the Holy Cross, um, they they didn't accept him because he had very poor health. Um, and so, you know, there was a, a question, would he be able to make it in this life? Because the Lord doesn't want to put you somewhere where you're going to suffer a lot, right? So is this really his vocation? Um, but with some help of the bishop and everything, he, he eventually gained entrance into Holy Cross. And, and that's when he took the name Andre. So his name before was, I'm going to look at my notes, was Alfred. And then in religious life, sometimes we take a name to signify um, our new step in religious life. Then very early on in his um, time in the community, he became the porter or the, the person at the door, the doorkeeper, and greeted visitors and took care of them. But as time began to go on, um, people started recognizing that when Brother Andre would pray for them, they would be healed. And from all different kinds of things, you know, I read, there's different stories you, you can read about Brother Andre. If you can Google, you know, St. Andre Bessette and find stories of him. And his great intercessor that he worked through was St. Joseph. He attributed everything to St. Joseph. He would pray through the intercession of St. Joseph for people's healings. So when people started coming to him, sometimes he would put a medal of St. Joseph onto, like, if, if their leg was hurt, he'd put a medal of St. Joseph on and pray for their leg to be healed, that Jesus could heal their leg through the intercession of St. Joseph, and they would be healed. So more and more people started to come to see him, and he would, he would still be very simple, and 
he would always attribute the cures to St. Joseph, to the, through the intercession of St. Joseph and Jesus, of course. And his great devotion, his desire to increase devotion to St. Joseph um, inspired him to start a shrine. And it's across the street from the college he was at, um, which eventually became the Oratory of St. Joseph, which you can visit in Canada. Now it's a very huge, beautiful oratory. At first it was just a little chapel, but it was it was a dream of of Brother Andre and, and with his simple faith really and seeing that through the intercession of Saint Joseph all of these miracles were happening, um, it instilled people's faith and they wanted to thank God for this. So everybody kind of came together and helped him to be able to build this shrine. So for a while then he he lived at the oratory and you know helped pilgrims there and everything and then his full-time ministry for most of his life was to receive the visitors and the sick people that would come to the oratory and he became known like around as the miracle man of montreal and thousands of healings were attributed to to his intercession and to his prayers um so he see outside he seemed simple right like externally people probably wouldn't have given him much time or thought he was sickly as a child he wasn't a very big man he was a brother so he wasn't a priest um, and he was the porter which is kind of like a simple job seemingly <laughs> um, but his great faith through the intercession of saint joseph healed was able to heal many people jesus healed many people through him so for me he's an example of how we can ask for healing in Jesus' name. He did it. He asked for people to be healed in Jesus' name through the intercession of St. Joseph, which is also great in this year of St. Joseph. I think of him a lot. He's probably very happy in heaven that there's a whole year dedicated to St. Joseph. So in this year of St. Joseph, in a particular way, I think it's it can be really important that in a ministry of healing and praying for healing for people and praying for healing for ourselves, we can ask Brother Andre to pray for us too, particularly through the intercession of St. Joseph. So the second um, kind of witness to holiness or witness to healing that I want to share with you all is Blessed Solanus Casey. And he was born in the States. He was, he's from the United States. And he was also seemingly very simple um, he had a really hard time in seminary where he, he was Irish descent, but the seminary he was went to that he was sent to was for German descent people. At, at the time, there were different semina seminaries in different languages, and um, so like all of the classes would be done in German because there were still a lot of German immigrants and things. So it doesn't quite make sense to us now, but at the time, it was it was common that a seminary would be for the Germish German speaking young men or the English-speaking young men. And he was a Franciscan brother, a Capuchin. And the Capuchin seminary, he was in the diocesan seminary before and ha had to leave because he, he couldn't make it in the classes. They were in German and he was just having a very hard time. He didn't do well in Latin, which is kind of important for a priest, especially at that time, they needed to learn Latin for the mass. So, but he knew, um, he believed Jesus was calling him to serve him in a religious vocation. So he ended up joining the, the Capuchins, which is a branch of the Franciscans. And 
even with the Capuchins, his seminary studies were very poor. He he just he had a really hard time. Seminary studies are very very academic and, and take a lot to do. So he had a very hard time. So at the time, this is the like mid twentieth century, um, or the early twentieth century actually. Um, he was ordained as what they call the simplex priest. So which. I don't know if this really happens anymore. It probably still exists, but I don't think it happens. But So he was a priest, he could say mass, but he wasn't allowed to preach or hear confessions because those are what are called faculties that are given to a priest. But but anyway, so, so he was a priest and he was also made the porter of his community, the, the doorkeeper, because he couldn't do other things that the priest could do, right? So he would say mass and he was very holy. He was known as being as being very holy. And as Porter, he met so many people um, and he was ready to listen to anyone at any time. And he had a phrase that he would say again and again, and he would tell people to thank God ahead of time. And I think this is a beautiful phrase, even and especially in, in thinking of healing, like Jesus will heal us. He might not heal us right now, in this moment, in the way that I think he will. But he is healing us. He will heal us completely when we go to heaven. So to live in a spirit of gratitude for that healing too, and thank God ahead of time. Thank God for his gifts to us, especially when we don't see them, right? If we're going through a hard time, give praise and thanks to God. So Blessed Solanus, his phrase, thank God ahead of time, can be a beautiful reminder to us of of just living in a spirit of gratitude for the for the graces that Jesus wants to give us and for his healing for Jesus's healing in us. So he became known, he was the porter again. So people would come to see him and he would pray for them and they would be healed, right? And just his he, he was known for great compassion toward people. And yeah, in this wonderful ministry of healing that he had. People would come from all over. And at first, um, you know, the superiors didn't want him <laughs> to to be answering the door all the time, you know. Um, but but in the end it prevailed and and people um, kept coming and, and just were healed by his intercession while he was alive. And they would come and he would pray for them and often it would be very simple, like the same with, with Brother Andre. It's a simple prayer that Jesus will heal this person of this malady, whatever it is. Um, and, and Jesus will heal with our prayers. So these two examples, Blessed Solanus Casey and Brother Andre Bissette, remind me that healing and praying for healing comes from Jesus. It's not me that heals. It's not Brother Andre that heals. It's not Father Solanus that heals. It's through the intercession of people that pray. But Jesus heals. And these witnesses to the healing power of Jesus are great reminders to me that Jesus can work through all of us, even when it's unexpected, even we, when we might unexpect, not expect it ourselves. You know, I don't think, I, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but I don't think Brother Andre and Father Solanus went out to say, like, I'm going to heal lots of people in Jesus' name. No, 
people came to them, told them what their malady was, and they thought, okay, I'm going to entrust this person to Jesus, which we all can do and should do as Christians. So that's all we need to do. And Jesus does the rest. If Jesus wants to heal that specific malady, that specific problem, then he will. If Jesus wants to heal the person in some other way, bring a great consolation, bring great peace, you know, enliven their faith, then he'll do that too. And ultimately, we all know in heaven, we will be completely healed of anything that's ailing us. That is where things will be made perfect again. So these saints, these witnesses, give me hope. And I hope that they give you hope. I'll put links in the show notes um, to, where you can find more information about them. And I encourage you to just ask them to pray for you too. Ask for their intercession. Because um, they know. They know what it's like to be on this earth. They know exactly what it's like to have people come to them for healing. And they know what it is to pray for people. Because they've done it their whole lives and they've done it in heaven. So... I just invite you to get to know them. It's like I'm introducing a friend to you, right? So so these witnesses of the power of Jesus healing can be can give us hope and courage to trust in Jesus more like they did and to trust in St. Joseph's intercession as well like Brother Andre did. So as I end this time, I, I pray that all of the saints will intercede for us in whatever ways we need their help, that we can get to know the saints in heaven as our friends. And I pray through the intercession of Brother Andre and Father Solanus that through their intercession, many more people might be healed of whatever is ailing them and that they might come to find peace and holiness and joy and faith as deep as Brother Andre's and Father Solanus. So we pray, Blessed Solanus Casey, pray for us. Saint Andre Bessette, pray for us. Thanks for listening. Let me know if you know of other saints that are known for their healing. I'll try to have some more episodes that highlight other saints that were known for their healing ministry while on earth. But if you have other suggestions, um, please let me know in the comments and know that I am praying for all of you and please pray for me as well. God bless you. <laughs>